We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. Time to talk some NFL wildcard weekend. We got six games this weekend, two games on Saturday. So three games on Sunday and one game on Monday, I think is how they're doing it. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of different slates on all the sites. There's Saturday to Monday. There's Saturday. There's Monday. There's Monday. Um, so we're going to break down all six games not really talking about a specific slate pricing. I'm going to use is DraftKings pricing from the Saturday to Monday slate joined as always for NFL by G Nefer Grant. What's happening, my friend. Yeah, I thought I was going to be done with NFL after week 17. I'm like, I hate this. I'm done. And then, you know, yeah, every single time just gets me right back in, ended up having a decent week 18. So guess I'm throwing some money around for the playoffs. Yeah, I had a really good week last week. I talked about it on the podcast on Monday with Will. Um, I mean, I was I was right there. So it happens though. Got a zero from Grayson. If he doesn't get hurt, I probably crush. But I mean, I crushed anyway. So like that's how good the team was. So uh let's get into it. We get started here with Vegas and Cincinnati. 49 total. 
Um, third highest total on the slate. Cincinnati five and a half point favorites here. And uh, we'll start with the the Raiders. I like this game. I think this is one of the better games on the weekend. It's first game of the weekend, which scares me a little bit as far as ownership is concerned. What are your thoughts here on the Raiders? Yeah, I kind of like the Raiders in this spot here. I mean, I I like Derek Carr, Waller. I mean, on a slate with what one or two premium tight ends. Hang on, who you count as premium? Uh, he's he's a guy that might end up getting a little bit overlooked. Five point seven k. I know that last week he really didn't do a ton, but we've seen he's still got nine targets. He's probably going to get a bunch of targets here. I think he's a solid overall play. I think Jacobs with how much he's been running recently in the matchup, he's a solid overall play. I like Carr, and I think that if you need some salary relief, Zay Jones is there. If not, then Renfro is a pretty solid double stack guy. I mean, he's had double-digit points in eight of the last nine games, eight of the last ten games, something like that. It's probably going to be depending on what slate you're on. I'm, I'm not terribly worried about ownership on this slate depending on which one you're playing. It's a smaller one. It could be a two-game, three-game, seven-game, whatever it is, depending on which slate you're playing. But I think that all three of those guys are solid options, or all four of those guys are solid options. Yeah, I mean, just kind of looking at the Raiders from outside looking in, um, I mean, I think Waller could smash in this game. Cincinnati's not great against tight ends. He had nine targets last week. I think this is a game like Derek Carr locks in on Waller. I think Renfro obviously has some upsides. Jones has some upside. Jacobs has upside. But I think my main target is going to be Waller. And I think it's great because if you're playing that like Saturday to Monday slate, it's a nice pivot off of Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz, who I think are all, I mean, I think Gronk could be and tight end ownership might be really spread out this week. So um, Cincinnati Bengals side of things here. I mean, Burrow, Mixon, Chase, all guys that I think are very, very playable here. Yeah. I mean, even Higgins or Boyd are both very much in play. I know Chase has been doing really well recently, but it's not like Higgins hasn't been right there with him most of the time. Higgins could go off for another massive game here. He's been kind of a big upside guy along with Chase. I don't know if I'm going to use much Boyd at 5K. I'd rather just get up to Higgins or Chase. Um, But yeah, like, we know what Cincinnati is. Like, they're going to air the ball at an average rate, but they have all huge upside with Higgins and Chase. Mixon's going to run the ball 25 times in this spot. Burrow, like we've seen his upside recently. He's been absolutely crushing it. So I think it's all all these guys you can throw in a game stack, you can throw in individually, you can throw in just one-offs. All of them are fine. If I have to rank them, then it's probably probably Higgins, then Mixon, then Chase. Um, I think that there's a decent chance this is a Higgins game here, but sacking with Burrow, not a bad decision at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Chase or Higgins. I don't mind Mixon. I really like Burrow. Uh, I think this is a spot that he shows up and has a big game. So, He's one of my favorite quarterbacks um, on the six-game slate and definitely on the Saturday slate. New England at Buffalo, 44 total here. Buffalo, a four-point favorite um, starting here on the New England side of things. I mean, we've recently just saw this game. You know, what was it, three weeks ago? 
week 16, right? Um, we just saw this game. And Buffalo defense showed up in a big way. Mac Jones had one of his worst games of the season. What are your thoughts kind of looking at this game and looking at the Patriots? Are you talking about the one in Buffalo or the one in? It was, it wasn't it in Buffalo recently. Yeah. I think that's when you were on vacation. Um, that was, Oh, wait, no, no, the, game, was a... it, the game in Buffalo was the super windy game. And then the game yeah. in New England was fine. I had looked up. I thought the weather was going to be somewhat decent for this game. Yeah, I was, I'm actually just looking up right now on Saturday. It's going to be cold, but not overly cold as of the moment. Um, winds should be fairly normal there. I mean, regardless, I don't really have a huge amount of interest in this game from a fantasy perspective. I mean, Jacoby Myers is probably the best play at 4,500 because of his volume, but he's really not in any of the top spot. I mean, there's two good defenses. This should be a slower-paced game. I think that if you're going anything, you're probably going with Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson over on the New England side. Maybe Hunter Henry is a lower owned tight end who has a touchdown or two upside. Um, but that's that's really it. Like this is not a great game from a fantasy perspective, especially over on the New England side, at least. Yeah, I don't really love New England in this game. Uh, like you said, it's it's supposed to be super cold. Uh, Roth, I just saw a Roth tweet where like. 20 to 30 below the freezing mark. (laughs) It's going to be around that game, um, around that type of weather for this game. So did he say, like, I think it doesn't normally affect it too much until it gets under 20, but I could be wrong. Yeah. He said it usually isn't a big factor, but that kind of cold is worth worthy of a slight bump down to offenses. But yeah. um, I mean, on the Buffalo and I don't mind Myers. I'll, I will say that. I don't mind Myers. Hunt, Hunter Henry probably doesn't make the cut for me because there are so many great tight end plays, but I don't mind Myers. Um, on the Buffalo side of things, man, I love Diggs. Like, I mean, he is a nice little pivot off of some of these higher end um, options, and I really like this spot for him. We saw 14 targets on Sunday from Gabriel Davis. Um, I, I hate trying to like try to see if that's real or not. Um, I mean, Sanders was out. We don't know if he's going to play or not yet. And Singletary continues to be like the workhorse back. I think if you're looking at Buffalo, you're looking at Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Singletary with Allen likely being the guy that you want to kind of focus on here. I, I think this is going to be one of those Josh Allen, potentially 100-yard rushing games. Yeah, yeah, no, it's Josh Allen, Stiggs, and Singletary. Singletary has been getting just a massive, massive workload recently. Josh Allen trying to win things. He's been doing less through the air and doing more on the ground. So I don't feel the need to stack him with two wide receivers. So I'm probably going to mostly avoid uh, Davis and Beasley. Like, Josh Allen has been averaging, I think, 65, 75 rushing yards a game over the last five games. He's just been on an absolute tear, and I think one of those was against New England. He put up 64 yards. So Josh Allen is kind of the guy that I want to focus on, and pairing him with Diggs is just the obvious thing. Diggs with 14 targets last week, had 13-plus in three of the last five, and then Singletary running the ball. Like, I'm staying away from everyone else. If you want to use Dawson Knox, that's fine, but like Steve and me have already said, there's multiple good tight ends on the slate. And if I'm paying down for one, I'd rather go with some other guys. All right. We got Philadelphia 
at Tampa Bay, 46 total here. Tampa, eight and a half point favorites. Um, I mean, looking at the Phillies side first, I mean, we're 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 somewhat assuming that Jalen Hurts is gonna play in this game. Um I mean, is this an upset? Like, is this the upset game of the weekend? Is this like Philly upsets Tampa, or do we no, think Tampa don't don't ask me? I get I, I thought that Tampa Bay was going to be out in the first round last year. I think I was wrong. <laughs> that didn't happen correctly. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, talk to me here about Philly. Uh, Goddard, it's Goddard. It's Hurts. Like Hurts with the rushing upside. Goddard with uh, like a way too low of a price tag at four point five k. He's probably going to be the chalk tight end, even though there's a lot of good ones. He just makes things work. Outside of that, like, I mean, on the smaller slates, Devonta is in play. Um, depending on if Sanders plays or not, that'll kind of determine what running back, if you want to use any of the running backs. If Sanders is in, you can use him. If not, I don't know who to go with, so I'm probably staying away. But Goddard and Hertz are really the only two that I want to want to play here. Yeah, I think that's really it for me, too. I mean, Smith at his price is somewhat interesting for large field tournaments, but he really hasn't had a big game since, like, week four or five, week nine, week ten. Like, uh, he he would be the guy that, like, if this game turns into a shootout, he could have a big game potentially. Um, Tom Brady on the other side of this game. Leonard Fournette is expected back. Um, he... Should play in this game. Ronald Jones is doubtful, though. So we should see like Fournette, Bell, Vaughn type of work. Uh, Mike Evans, I think, is the main target here. Him and Gronk, I think those are the two guys. If you're playing like Jalen Hurts, you could run it back with like both Evans and Gronk. Yeah. Yeah. No, Evans is probably my favorite of the two. Gronk, like I said, there's a lot of tight ends, but um, Gronk is still a pretty decent play. I mean, Double-digit targets in three of the last four weeks. We know he has two, sometimes three touchdowns upside. We know that Brady trusts him without Godwin in there, without uh, Brown in there. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of focuses in on Gronk like he did in the Super Bowl last year. Um, but Evans is is just in a smack. He's going to get 10-plus targets here. He has multi-touchdown upside. Gronk or Evans is my favorite play. And then it's probably Gronk. And then, I mean, do we take a shot on Fournette? If he does, in fact, play, I he's five point nine k. Probably, I yeah. I, I don't think they're that, rushing him back, but I think they need him. Yeah, it's the playoffs without Ronald Jones. I mean, I don't think they really want it. Keyshawn Vaughn, they they don't like. He's like a decent rusher. Bell, they like the Bray likes the intangibles they can do and his ability to get a dump off, but. Fournette was kind of all those things, and Brady just loved dumping the ball off to him without Brown and Godwin in the offense. I have to assume that Fournette's still going to be a guy that was the league leader, I think, in receptions prior to getting injured for running backs. But, like, I I, I just have to assume that if they're bringing him back, he's probably good enough to go, and they probably give him a decent workload, at least through the air. Yeah. I mean, Brady's playable too, right? Yeah. Just on a yeah, you can play pure, Brady. like, 30-plus point upside, big touchdown type game. Um, Brady's playable for sure. 
San Francisco at Dallas. 51 total, highest total on the slate. Dallas three and a half point favorites here. Starting with the 49ers first. I mean, Devo is expensive, but outside of him, the rest of the 49ers team is kind of cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even Kittle is probably a little bit too cheap. I mean, I know he hasn't done a ton recently. Still had seven targets in the last game. That was just a weird one. But Debo is definitely like 8.1K. I mean, he may not get a ton of targets or a ton of rushes any single week, but he's a huge red zone threat. He keeps getting it done. Apparently, he can throw the ball. Um, Debo is probably the guy I want to go with, followed by Eli Mitchell is still a little bit too cheap considering he's going to get 20-plus carries. And then Kittle. I don't know if I'd play any Jimmy G, but I'm not against it. I'm still worried about how he's still handling uh, everything. I know he had 300 passing yards last week, but a lot of it was yards after catch, which I guess can happen again. But I I think I'd probably stay away from Jimmy G, and I'd probably mostly roll with Eli Mitchell and Debo. Probably wouldn't play both of them in the same lineup, though, because Debo kind of snakes Mitchell's touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, Kittle is another guy I think you could potentially look at, but I think Mitchell coming back, getting 21 carries back-to-back weeks um, is solid. I think Devo is still like your ceiling guy. I just don't know if he's going to make the cut this week, but he's going to be lower owned because especially if you're playing like that six game slate, he's so, his price is so close to Cooper cup and Jamar chase. I think Devo comes in at the lower owned of the three could be wrong. Uh, Dallas side of things here. I mean, Dak. Yeah, Dak is super solid. Um, I don't hate Zeke, but he's not my favorite. I think Dak, Cooper, Lamb type type options, maybe even like a Wilson. Um, I mean, I don't mind Schultz. Um, yeah, Schultz. Schultz is, yeah. He's going to be entirely overlooked. Like, if you want, he doesn't grade out as the best tight end in the slate. He's kind of a, in the same price range, just a little bit cheaper of a lot of other guys. Like Schultz, I think, is probably the guy that you want to pair him with. I mean, it looks like Cooper's probably going to draw significantly less ownership than CD. So I think I'd go Cooper over CD, even though CD's been a bit better. Like, but I really like Dak in this spot. Like Dak is could throw for 400 yards here. Yeah, I, I mean, so like this is what's awesome about playoff football. I mean, we've weeded out all the bad ones. Now we're into the good ones. Um, I, I just I like the passing game so much that it leads me to think like I'll be underweight on Zeke. And I mean, he hasn't. It's not like he's had like a thirty point game this season, but he also doesn't need thirty at six K. But I, I think this is a this is one of those I'm probably gonna end up underweight on Zeke. Uh Pittsburgh at Kansas City, 46 and a half total here. No respect whatsoever. Um Kansas City is a 12 and a half point favorite here. Potentially Ben's last game. Um anything that we like here for the Steelers? First, I wonder what what the line would have been against. Vegas or against the Chargers. I can't imagine it would be this this big. 
like Ben is Ben is done for like solid a career, but you're dust. You may throw the ball 50 times in the spot. So I, I want a lot of Deontay Johnson just based off of pure volume. Um, outside of that, like, I don't know, Najee, maybe, maybe Claypool, but that's, I think specifically for the Saturday slates, it's just Deontay and maybe Friar Muth, but that would again, only be for the Saturday slate. Like Deontay's the only guy on the all weekend slate that I would even consider. Yeah, I mean, De- Deontay's really him and maybe Najee, but I don't see myself using Fairmuth. The only way I would use Fairmuth, Fairmuth is like in a flex spot. I end up in that range, and I just need someone like him um, price wise. So, but I, I, I like. Deontay Johnson a lot in this game. I think he could have a big game. And they're just, I feel like they're going to be trailing. They're going to be throwing a lot. Um, Chiefs, I mean, what do we think on this Tyreek Hill situation? Like, came out pre pregame, hurt his heel, barely played last week, three targets. He really hasn't had like that monster game. Are you concerned or are you just like, Got to have a short memory, and I'm going to chase the ceiling. Got to have a short memory, I'm going to chase the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> it's that simple. I mean, Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. Like, that. that's what I want. Maybe, like, Daryl Williams makes decent cheap guy if CH ends up missing, um, if CH ends up playing. He's more of a Saturday play than an all-weekend play for me. Uh, but Kelsey and Mahomes, or Kelsey Mahomes Hill. That that's that's what I want. If you want to go, like this is the playoffs. There are only seven games, and depending on the slate, Saturday slate. I think that Pringle and Hardman both make interesting guys. Three nine and four one. I think they could end up playing off. Uh, give you a decent amount of upside. Their pivots off of Kelsey and Hill with direct negative correlations. So I think on the Saturday slate, both. Pringle and Harbin make a decent amount of sense. Yeah, I mean that that's the Sunday slate, right? Or you mean the full slate? Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Sunday, um, Saturday, Monday. I'm not used to the playoffs being three days. It's beautiful. I love it. And I'm only playing the Saturday through Monday slate so I can sit and enjoy football all weekend long. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably look at like doing some swaps and stuff, but that's the cool thing about the games being so spread out. I definitely want to pay attention to like this Edward Solaire and Williams news. If one of them sits, I think you could play the other. If they both sit, I mean, McKinnon's 4,100. I'll definitely fire him up. We finish it out Monday night football. Um, it's the last Monday night of the year. I don't remember now. I have to look. Uh, we got Arizona at Los Angeles taking on the Rams, 49 and a half total. Rams, four-point favorite. Graham, I'm just going to say it. I think this is going to be the best football game of the six games. DFS-wise, there's there's obviously a lot of good pieces of this game, but I think football game-wise, it's going to be a great game. Um, talk to me here about Arizona. It's going to be a fun one. I mean, division rivalry to the – best offensive teams in the league. Like, this is going to be a fun game here. Um, On the Arizona side, I mean, Ertz probably doesn't end up making it for me because, I mean, he's not really 
is good. And he's been playing decent. He's had some decent upside, but there's so many different tight ends on the slate that I don't think I'll end up playing him even with the large amount of volume he's had without Hopkins in the offense. Kirk is a fine play, but probably a guy I'd avoid at very high ownership. And if you're doing that, like I think AJ Green is probably the tournament play here. I mean, he hasn't had a huge outing pretty much all season long. Um, but I'm guessing Ramsey will probably deal with Kirk a little bit more. I think Green and maybe take a shot on Wesley if you really want to, if you need a very cheap salary saver. Um, he's a guy that's been involved enough in the offense recently that you can definitely take a shot on him. Don't know if I'm dealing with the running back situation unless Edmonds ends up sitting here. Then I'll go with Connor. But it, it's it's mostly just A.J. Green here for me. And Kyler always in play. Kyler is literally always in play because of his feet. Yeah, I mean, he's not my favorite quarterback option on the slate because I do think we have some really great quarterback plays. I I mean, I think Zach Ertz and Christian Kirk could be difference makers on the slate. Like, Zach Ertz and Kyler Murray, like, together, I mean – they're solid. The targets are there. Like these are like Kelsey Gronk. I mean, Waller type targets at a much cheaper price. So like I grant, I mean, I don't think it's crazy looking through this slate more and more. I might play some two tight end lineups um, in my builds because there's so many great tight end plays. And I think it's a way to potentially just make your lineups different. Yeah, you don't generally don't want to do that, but all the tight ends are a little bit priced down on the slate. Yeah, I mean you're not going to like you're not going to find a $4700 wide receiver that's going to get double digit targets. Yeah. So, I mean maybe. All right. We got the Rams finish this out here. Um Cam Akers, we we you know we talked about him last week potentially getting some work, but it was still Sonny Michelle getting a bulk of the work. Um, they still trying to get Odell Beckham the ball, but Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby were the main pieces in the offense last week. What are your thoughts here on the Rams? I actually think like a lot of people are going to go with Cooper Cup. I think that OBJ is the easy pivot. I mean, since he got to the Rams after his first game, he's had a touchdown in five of the last six games. He's getting a decent amount of targets here. They might try and shut down Cooper Cup a little bit. Like, I think OBJ is one of the better tournament wide receivers on the slate. And people, like, if you're playing this Saturday through Monday slate, people are going to largely overlook the Monday games. So I, I definitely don't mind Cooper Cup. He's probably his best raw points play on the slate. It's a little constructive to get him in. But I think OBJ is a tournament play. Sony Michelle is just the high volume running back that's too cheap on the slate. Stafford is fine, but I think Beckham's my favorite tournament play of the bunch. Yeah. Um, I think Higby, like I, I played Higby, Higby quite a bit last week off of like my Cooper Cup builds. And I might do the same this week. I don't expect him to have a, a game like he did last week. And I didn't expect him to score two touchdowns last week. I just I needed to pivot some of my like Cooper Cup Odell Beckham shares. And like I think I had a Rams pass catcher in almost every build I did uh week 18 because 
with the game meeting so much to them last week. But I, I mean, I honestly I don't hate getting exposure to Higby, Beckham, or Cup. I don't love Van Jefferson. His snap share continues to go down with Odell Beckham being there. And um, I mean, I don't hate Sonny Michelle in this game. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, not really. Just I'm excited to actually sit and enjoy football. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, we're going to, we have some really great games. I'm really looking forward to the Cincinnati game. And I'm really looking forward to the to the Rams game for sure. Going to watch those two games, and I'll probably watch them all. Let's be honest. So um, that's going to wrap it up here for Wild Card Weekend. We'll be back talking NBA Friday. Um, we'll have NBA and NFL next Thursday together. The slates will be smaller. Uh, that'll wrap it up. Good luck, everyone. Hope everyone crushes. See you then. Hey, kids.